Welcome everyone to another episode of Tales from the Blue Cottage. Um, thank you all for listening in. If you're new here and this is your first time, then welcome. And if uh, if you didn't know, we have another another stream called Tales from the Winter Wilds. This is running simultaneously with this particular uh, podcast. And if you are enjoying the stream and you would like to support us, uh, you can do that in multiple in multiple ways. We have a candle company called Midnight Stray Candle Co. You can go to midnightstrayandcandleco.com and get your very own uh, fantasy inspired scented candle. We have we have quite a few fragrances to choose from, all uh, designed around uh, fantastic places, people, and things. Um, and you can also go to our Kofi. We have a Kofi.com forward slash Blue Cottage D and D. And thank you to everyone who has contributed this far. We really uh, appreciate your contributions. It's gone a long way to help us bring you more content and better quality content as well, uh, including these brand new microphones that we have overhead that make our voices sound crispy. <laughs> um, you just sent some chill. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening in. Um, you can follow us along on Instagram at Blue Cottage D and D, and you can just uh, keep checking out this podcast as we go along. We're gonna be here week to week. We love this game, and we love getting together and having a good time. So, anyways, with that, I guess we're gonna jump into tonight's session with a quick recap. Last we left off, um, you guys. I mean, like, hang on. So you you opened the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside, there was this this entity who took the form of this half elf, uh, this this very well dressed half elf, who uh, said that he was going to go by the name Sabian Riversong for a while, and then vanished. Uh, after this, you guys returned back. You collected your reward. Also, I will note, I'm going to be a gracious DM because I listened to back. You guys totally left that chest with all that silver and copper in that cave. Nobody, you got the key to open it. But yeah. then he left it there because he couldn't carry it. Yeah, I think she and I took a small amount. Yeah, yeah. took a hundred. Yeah. yeah, and then that was it. We left everything out. So you left everything else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We took a hundred. Yeah, we each. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. I was just, just checking. I got to thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, as a generous DM, because that was a lot of loot, you guys would have you would known you would have been able to take your cart with your horses up there and get it. You would have known that. I didn't describe that. It's off the, por- off the beaten path a little bit. I'm gonna be generous because that was like <laughs> that's like the first big chunk of loot that I've given you. It's in a while. <laughs> so I'll say that you guys were able to collect that by going back and getting it. You you would know this. Thank you. I'm gonna be generous. Thank you. <laughs> but you do still have a giant chest of silver and copper sitting in your cart right now. So just just be aware that's that's a thing. I'm gonna give it to you and then I'm gonna take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <we'll see. laughs> I see you. I see you. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, so after that, you guys exited the caves. You went back. You, you uh, uh, well, no, Castro has touched the first couple of rings, which forced him to place them on his uh, on his hands, and uh, found out a short while later that they pretty much just gave him the desire to steal things and the compulsion to steal things. Um, and being unable to, to remove that, he decided he elected to stay in the tavern for a while <laughs> while you guys went. You visited with Miga, uh, the, wow. the great Leonin, who was a historian and a war scribe uh, for the Fielden Army. Um, you guys got a, quite a bit of information from him, information about uh, the, liar, the, the liar of Orpheus. You got information about Drishkin history. You got information about the Shadow Forges. Um, as well as some information about the gods of uh, uh, De La Mar. Uh, after this, you guys left, um, joined up with Colvin Hinterval, and your caravan went to the south, uh, to the southeast, towards Iridessa. Arriving in which you heard a plethora of uh, minstrels playing. <laughs> you tried to steal from a group of minstrels. You <laughs> failed miserably trying to take their card. <laughs> Which is the entrance to this festival, whatever this music festival may be. Um, <laughs> not having an invitation yourself, you're not sure if you're going to be able to perform there, but you desperately want to, Casseros, it seems like. Um, so, you guys, following that, you went and had your curse removed from some very creepy ushers of Athreos, after which you uh, followed Mercy down to the docks of Iridessa. Where? 
you guys heard the sounds of a violin playing this uh, this very beautiful but also aggressive solo. Uh, and you saw standing atop these barrels and crates uh, playing this immaculate uh, violin song, uh, dancing across the crates elegantly, gracefully, her pla uh, pastel dress just kind of uh, drifting in the wind and spinning around, twirling around her. You saw this orchid-colored tiefling, um, who, after the solo was over, introduced herself as one Le Fleur. <laughs> um, with a pretty big crowd of fishermen, merchants, and workers around her. And that is where we're going to pick up tonight's session, so let me switch the music over a little bit. Let's go... You know, I keep forgetting to, like, listen to... Oh, this is the wrong... Hang on, wrong playlist. That's the other campaign. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. Your other hose. It's <laughs> <laughs> My side hose. My side hose. <laughs> we all hose here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Hose so. D&D. &D. <laughs> yeah. That is where we're going to pick charity. up. You guys are standing there. The floor is finishing. People are still clapping. And you, you, you hear coins are clattered to the ground in front of her. As she kind of uh, mm -hmm. still standing on the... Um, on top of the, the like all these crates that are standing, like this is a big pile of crates next to the wharf, essentially, and she's just standing on top of them. She just gives a very elegant, graceful bow. Thank you, thank you, everyone. Uh, I will be here again uh, tomorrow, most likely, at the same time, and I will be staying at the t uh, Tipsy Tankard and performing there as well. Uh, please come join me for a drink and good times. Thank you all. Good times. <laughs> she hops down and uh, collects the coins, and people come up and, and talk to her a little bit. She has this very big, beautiful smile. Um, she she's uh, just very. I mean, she's very pretty. Um, very, but not like when you when you look at her, you don't think just oh, wow, mind blowingly gorgeous. She's just very plainly beautiful, um, very naturally pretty, and. Uh, a lot of men are giving her attention. She seems very charismatic, kind of speaking with some of them, but some of the women as well. So, what would you guys like to do at this point? Do you think we should introduce ourselves to her? I kind of want to perform. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show her up. Yeah. <laughs> show her up here or at the tipsy tea? I guess we could wait for the tipsy tea. <laughs> what do you guys think? It'd be an interesting <laughs> event inside the tavern. Audiences, you performing on one side and she on the other. Hmm. Let's do that. Let's run to that. Okay. Save my strength. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need uh, to waste it for right now. We could introduce ourselves, though. We could. Go yeah. up there. <laughs> Make so, our way forward. Can I tell if they are being like genuine about wanting to meet them, or is this like with anger behind their voices? <laughs> Make an insight check. <laughs> Oof. Uh, uh, Six plus eight. Golly! Oh, Whoa. Um, fourteen. I don't know. What are you guys saying? Are you, are you, is there a little bit of malicious intent behind your voices? I think it's more. It sounds to me more genuine curiosity. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm there's a little bit. There's a little, 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 little bit of, plus bit of rivalry. From yes. Castle. There's like a little <laughs> bit of uh, <laughs> jealousy. Yeah, a little bit of envy. <laughs> from both of them, but also it seems like genuine curiosity as well, with just a hint of envy. No aggression, no malicious intent, just well, a little bit of envy. I really need to get her alone at some point and talk about Elijah, so... Do you think she knows who you are already? Probably not, no. If I had to guess. Well, enemies close, right? And then yes. make my way towards her. Okay. <laughs> so about this point, uh, the crowd's kind of clearing out a little bit. Um, as Mercy is very intrigued, and she sees this, she kind of she kind of uh, moseys up next to you, Cecilia, and kind of puts her arm in yours, and I really want to see what happens here. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> we're in for a I think, treat, sis. I think I'm going to wait to go to the Merchant's Guild until I'm done. That's very wise of you, actually. <laughs> so you guys make your way. The crowd kind of starts to dissipate. You watch as uh, she's. The floor is taking with this violin, and as you get it closer, like upon closer inspection, as you get closer to, you realize 
Um, her clothes, while still very colorful and everything, they're not, they're, they're a little torn, a little, uh, uh, like, distressed, I suppose is a good term. Not, not exactly, like, torn to pieces or anything. You can just tell she's, she's probably doesn't have a whole lot of different changes of clothes. And she's probably been traveling a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you notice, too, that the violin itself, while it's, it's beautiful, it sounds amazing. Like, she keeps it completely in tune. You notice the strings look very, uh, new, like, very well kept. The violin itself is a little more used, a little more worn. Um, you can see some scratches and some dents on it, but despite that, you know, she takes, she seems to uh, keep it, keep it tuned and sounding great. Um, and she puts it inside this little case and kind of closes it up as you all approach. And she kind of uh, stands up, and as she uh, like stands up, you guys immediately get this whiff of something just floral, this like smell of perfume that's just, it's very sweet, uh, very sweet smelling. That was quite the performance. Hi, Castro's Falcon. Introduce myself. <laughs> uh, as you introduce yourself, she kind of looks at you and. Uh, yes, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, she gives you this look of like inquisitiveness as she looks you up and down as a tiefling. <laughs> she looks at your uh, all of your gear and your instruments. She says. You play as well. I do, yes. And she kind of gives you this vigorous handshake. Uh, her hands are a little bit smaller than yours, um, uh, but they're very calloused. You can definitely tell that she's. Is she she's tall? Uh, she's not as tall as Adnanth, but she's taller than you. She's probably five foot. Ten. <laughs> she's probably like five foot ten ish, five foot nine, five okay. foot ten ish. Um, and she kind of shakes your hand vigorously. Stand tall. Um, Thank you. you very much. I, I, I'm so happy that you uh, were able to see my performance. Uh, I'm the floor, uh, the traveling minstrel. Um, and oh, wow. And she kind of looks as your group kind of gathers around. You're all so very, very beautiful. Uh, it is a pleasure to meet you. Um, these are my friends. It's lovely to meet you. You as well. Curious questions. Did you attend the academy? I did uh, not mm. I did. Well, exposing her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I actually, it's, it's funny enough, I, I uh, ran into a man from the academy in my travels in recent oh. uh, weeks, actually. So this is twice I've met someone from the academy. Uh, you he's, did? He, he's, uh, he spoke very highly of the, uh, the students there. He's apparently an uh, instructor of sorts. Um, of sorts. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you see as she kind of, as she says this, and there's a moment where her eyes kind of wander off and she kind of bites her lower lip for a second. And then, anyways, yes, uh, it's very, very kind man, indeed. He traveled with me for a while and then we separated ways. Oh, but really? What separated you? Was that just a, uh, another conversation, I suppose? Maybe you had drinks at the Tipsy Tanker then? I would never say no to drinks. This is uh, unlucky to drink alone. And what brings you out to town? I see that you play. Are you are you here for the festival? Yes, um, we heard about it on our travels. Yes, I know, I'm supposed to keep it a secret, but I'm so excited. I, I know, just me too, but the thing is, we I don't have the card that I know that I need mm. to get in. And I've been looking at a way to find it, but no one's been able to tell me. He lost his, unfortunately. Make a deception check. <laughs> 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 Make a deception check. You. you. <laughs> he was being honest. I was on it. You were black. <laughs> uh, 14. 14. <laughs> she cut up. That is so very unfortunate. Uh, and I know they are so... I mean, I know they are magic. Uh, well, I... Uh, Perhaps then uh, I could help you. I, I don't know how yet, but um, I can see you. Yes, um, I have not seen that. the organizer since I've been here, but uh, I will. Uh, perhaps if I see him, I can put in a word uh, for Castros. You said your last name was uh, Falcon, correct? Yes, yes, that's correct. <laughs> uh, well, perhaps then I can see you perform. I, I would I'd love I love seeing other people from home and uh, all of their. Uh, Different styles of music and things like this. Do so. you only play violin? Yes. Uh, actually, it is my only instrument. Uh, oh. It's the only things that I ever learned to play. I tried to play other instruments as well, but I was uh, unsuccessful, to say the least. 
Well, you are very good at violin. So. Well, thank you. I've been practicing for a very, very long time. And she kind of... There's a moment where there's this bit of, like, almost sadness in her eyes about it. And then she, once again, starts to smile. And How old does she appear? It's hard to tell with T-Flanks. Mm-hmm. She, she could be anywhere from 25 to 40-ish. Would so, I be able to tell more? As a tiefling, you're guessing she's probably in her early to mid thirties, mm-hmm. maybe a little older than that, okay. but no older than forty, definitely. Do you only perform alone with other people? I typically yes. I, there have been times where I have uh, performed with others, but uh, usually by myself. Um, my style is a very uh, energetic. Little too much so for most people to to just jump in. Nothing wrong with that. Our caster is here. He performs on his own too. So. Mm-hmm. And Mavis, of course. Yes. Sure Mavis. As Mavis <laughs> her head, she looks down. What is that? Is so adorable. <laughs> she gets down on her hands and knees and like she smiles and she reaches out. And she like just immediately gives a screech. <laughs> Mavis. Uh, and Mavis, Mavis like it. Mavis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's at first, like, she kind of, she's like, and then you watch it, she goes, and just, like, retracts immediately, and then she tucks back down into her, and just, she kind of hisses, and she's like, oh, sorry, I suppose I crossed the boundary. Oh, no, no, I just no get problem. very excited over cute Let things. me show you what she can do, and they say, Mavis, do the thing. Do the little dance. <laughs> Mavis jumps out immediately, but just begins to kind of dance around you, and uh, with no music, it's a little bit funny. It just looks like a little uh, cow, cat bird just kind of doing this little swing jig, and she's like, I assume that's supposed to go with music? Yes. Yes. It's actually going with music. I give Mavis a treat. Do any of us recognize that perfume? Uh, make a no. Actually, is it gonna take a whiff of it? Doesn't stand out. It's just unique. It's very strong. Mm-hmm. It's, it smells great. It's very floral, very sweet, but it's just heavy-handed. A little heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's cover up the sweat as she's performing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> um, well, I, I do. Uh, I have some business to attend, but I am seeing as the uh, tipsy tankard, which is, and she kind of gestures to the right, and she, you notice. Uh, as your eyes follow on the the, cop, the cobblestone path um, that's kind of like right next to the pier and the dock and everything, um, and I will note there's a lot of different piers and docks here. Like this, this harbor's huge, and there's probably two to three dozen piers jutting out over the coast with various ships kind of coming in and out of port. Um, as she gestures down the way, at kind of almost uh, half a mile down to the left, you see this very large building, a large uh, three-story building. Um, and out front, there are, there are two. Uh, there's a sign that have two uh, tankards kind of clacking together with ale pouring over them, and it says "Tipsy Tankard" around it. I, I will be staying there for my uh, stay here during, uh, until the festival is over. Uh, perhaps I will see you for drinks. I have some business to attend to right now, but uh, perhaps I can see you later. I, I would I would love to get to know you more and. Uh, it's so rare to run into one of our own kind, you know. know. Yeah, it is so rare, especially definitely. one that plays music as well. I, I would desperately hope to hear you play. Yes. Uh, you should be playing tonight as well, so I'll hopefully see you there. Uh, you can catch yes. up. Of course. And uh, she kind of, she she stares at you for a long moment there, Casper, where there's just a moment where there's this kind of, uh, like her eyes almost go blank, like she goes lost in thought. She's mm-hmm. just kind of staring at you, and then she... Detect that. Begins to no metagaming. Oh, no! She immediately begins no! to uh, wander off. No. No. <laughs> That's what I was saying to you. Don't be mad. You give us magic items. Yeah, I magic give you magic items. <laughs> but did Adam just look over to Casters and say to Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Within that. She begins to walk away. Yes. Yep. Wait till we form up and remember stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, she turns. Stuff she turns know. around once as she's kind of wandering off, and she turns around and looks you all over one one last time and smiles and waves, and then disappears into the crowd. And Mercy kind of looks over at you, say, Quite as climactic as I was hoping it would be, I'll be honest. I know, I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> she seemed really nice. Unfortunately. Too nice. 
Agreed. Nice. Maybe, maybe this is just a facade. We'll see. We'll see. She's nice. Still a little skeptical. She was looking me over. It's weird. Did you guys notice that? Did. Hmm. Are you sure you don't know her? Not that I know of. Hmm. Not all tieflings know each other, okay? No. I was wondering if maybe you'd met some at some point. Maybe she's a fan of yours. Hmm. Would I recognize or try to think about that? Uh, it would be, it would be hard to miss her. Like yeah. she's, she's, she's definitely stands out. Mm -hmm. um, it, it would definitely, yeah. if you had seen her before, you'd probably remember mm -hmm. it. Maybe she's trying to recognize you. You said around the world you're well known, right? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I should have asked her if she knew me. Yeah. <laughs> she seemed to not, I feel like, so. Yeah. I don't she know if you want her to recognize you, because weren't you the one that also was giving her a bad rap for her name and reputation? Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, you know, there's a demon Lafleur running around. There's not much we can do about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, with that mercy kind of... Um, I actually have some business to attend. I, I will, I, I'll, I'll regroup and see you all later. I'll probably be back at the Hinterval Manor. Um, I just have to go meet with the Merchants Association and meet with some of my colleagues and withdraw a bit of money for, for, uh, payments for services rendered, as well as, uh, some other things. Anyways, um, I'll meet you all later at, uh, Colfitz. Would you yes. like us to come along with you and escort oh, you there? I'm sure it would be greatly dull for each of you. Uh, I've been here before. It's a very safe community. I'm sure I'll be fine. Okay. But thank you. Yeah. You're um, welcome. Anyways, I will. Um, I'll see you all later. Okay. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> so she turns and kind of walks up and disappears into the crowd. What is it? Oh, is this? Yeah. You can go ahead and turn that back down. <laughs> Uh, it's to the right side, right there. Yeah, thank you. So, what's on the to-do for today? I don't know. Maybe figure out how to get into yeah. that place. I know. I mean, we could use her, but... Mm -hmm. There's that. <laughs> um, yeah, we could try and find it our own way. We need to go to the bookstore. Okay, let's do that so. first. Do you need okay. anything on the port? Do we see anything yeah. that might interest us? Any pirates around? <laughs> make perception checks for me. Can I guide myself? You may guide yourself. Can I also make one? Oh, it doesn't matter. It's a natural one. That's tough. It's right. tough. There's a natural two I'm right behind you. Yeah. Here. I so this is how tonight's okay. gonna go. I got a nine. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's better. Artemis, are you looking around for anything unusual? Um. We're down near the ports. Yeah, you're, you're like right on the docks. Yes, I do want to look, but I want to find out something before I look. That second roll was better, at least. What was it? An 18. Much better. <laughs> total? Or is that just the roll? That's the total. Okay. Because it was an 11 roll. What'd you get? Nine. Nine. And what type of check would it be if I'm looking for anything to do with the uh, ships coming and going with the sailor background? Uh, that would still. That's the fact. Make a yeah, make a perception. Still be a perception check. Okay. So. You two are still kind of like wrapped up, trying to wrap your head around the floor. You're not really paying attention to, to what's going on. You're still trying to decide whether or not you like her or hate her. You're not sure. Um, Cecilia, as you kind of um, listen, listening in um, carefully to all, it's very loud. There's a lot of crates and barrels being moved. Uh, there's a lot of noise going on, um, but something catches your attention, your very keen ears. You hear uh, this, these kind of hushed voices somewhere, uh, not, not far off. Sounds like it's actually coming from kind of over and down. 
and you hear this kind of what sounds like teenagers, like young boys. Come on, hurry up. Keep it quiet. Easy with crowbar. We don't want anyone to hear us. What was your perception check? Uh, 22. 22? So you see uh, you see a variety of banners being flown in, on the sails of, of the ships coming in. You see uh, ships um, coming from, uh, you see one from Galveston. You see ships from uh, Oren. You see ships flying the banners of, uh, as well as the banners of Elador. A lot of Elador ships coming into port. And then there's your typical uh, fishing vessels and things of that no- nature. There is one that does catch your attention as well, as it's got this. Uh, it doesn't have. Uh, it's not a huge ship. It's kind of a small caravel. Um, but you do see is it doesn't seem like the type of ship that would be a uh, like a merchant ship of sorts or uh, where they would ship items and goods. But you see trade goods being offloaded from it and unloaded to it. Um, seems kind of small for a merchant vessel. And there is a flag flown on it as you kind of take a good look at it. It's a very unique uh, kind of A symbol uh, inside of a wreath of, uh, a wreath of, uh, sorry, like a wreath of holly, if you will. And it is the symbol for the Olympian Rome. So you gather that's probably the ship that comes to and from Amon Weir that brings the Olympian Rome to port. Kind of like a gothic style, a wreath and holly, essentially. Oh, an A and not an eight. Okay. A, yes, like a gothic style, gotcha. A, letter A. Oh. Anybody sound like anybody's up to no good of any conversation I heard? Uh, as you were just looking about, no, seems no. like mostly just typical work business as usual, which you can tell. The only person that heard anything really was Cecilia. <laughs> With her very keen senses. I don't know if this is anything that we should be getting into, but it definitely sounds like a few teenagers are about to rip something open with a crowbar. You know which direction. I know which direction. So, as she kind of points, you see is there's some stairs that kind of, uh, just not far, maybe a hundred feet or so away, there's some stairs that kind of lead down. Um, to an undersection of the port, essentially. You're not sure what's down there. You can't see it's like a ledge that kind of leads down to the shoreline where the piers are at. Um, kind of goes underneath. We could always go peruse and then maybe scare them. <laughs> not that doing... we're trying to kill time or anything, but <laughs> I wouldn't mind. <laughs> you see what they're up to? Yeah. Right. Maybe a reward for stopping whoever, you know, alerting them. Or running into someone important. Mm-hmm. Well, at least to see why, why they're trying to do this. It just means the kids looking for some money or something bigger than that. Yes. Alright. So you guys make your way, kind of wander over. You see the stairs. Uh, as you kind of wander over to, and you do see there's the stairs that kind of lead down. There's this, uh, the pier here, like the, the docks are built up. Like, like this big stone uh, pathways or structures built up on the, uh, at the edge of the shore. And it's about 10 to 15 feet off the off of actual sea level, um, and down below it, there's another sector where the like the um, the stairs kind of lead down. There's another section of concrete trail that seems to lead to like some storage uh, tunnels and things of that nature, where you see a lot of crates and things are being carried down into and stored in a, a distance off. That's right at sea level, and the waves are kind of crashing against it, flowing up and over. Um, as you guys kind of make your way down, uh, you do begin to hear it even more, Cecilia. You can hear those voices, and you hear that where it sounds like they're prying open some crates. I wonder if they're seems trying to get the booze. It's coming from a. Uh, <laughs> it does seem to be coming from a small uh, storage uh, like tunnel, uh, kind of near to the left side. So as you guys approach, you can kind of hear the uh, amongst now that she's pointed it out amongst the ways you can hear the crowbar kind of cracking and snapping at some wood. Make our way towards that. Right. Stealthily. Stealthily. Make stealth checks, everybody. Hoods up. Hoods up. Eighteen. Eighteen? Sixteen. Fourteen. Six. 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 So, you feel that? 
very quietly begin to make your way uh, down this little storage tunnel that kind of goes underneath the uh, the docks here. As you make your way in, um, you do see up ahead, there seems to be like four teenagers, uh, probably 15 to 20-ish. And there are some crates here. And one of them is carefully prying it open while the other three kind of keep watch as you guys sneak and kind of get down behind some crates and barrels. As Artemis is coming in behind you, um, <laughs> Artemis, as you kind of like take a step forward and you leaned up against one of these uh, these barrels and crates you're sitting here, you hit a loose board and this this like three or four crates come toppling over in front of you. Um, and all three uh, the teenagers are keeping watch look, immediately look in your direction. Uh, two of them draw daggers, the other one has a crowbar in his hand. Hi. Get out of here if you don't want to get hurt. Really get hurt? It's quite cute. Did your mother give you that? Minor illusion of fireball in my hand. That knife. <laughs> that that knife. Is it making intimidation checks? <laughs> Both of you making intimidation checks. <laughs> it was almost good. It was almost Aww. good. It's gonna be a little turd fire. So oh. it's, really cute. it's a ten. So ten. Good. Okay. It's also a ten. <laughs> Recast. <laughs> All right, so you recast, and your bow takes form as he looks at you and says, "I can light a torch to you too, you know. That's not fancy. That's not scary at all." <laughs> what, are you trying, what are you trying to steal over there? It's none of your business. Get out of here, old woman, before I smack you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I message the kid and I say, "I didn't light a torch, buddy." Enters his ear. He's like. One of his friends is immediately like, Don't speak to your elders like that! He kind of like <laughs> nudges him in the, in the shoulder. He's like, we, we probably, It's fine. We need to get out of here. We've already been caught. Let's just go. No, we got this. This is all wrong. And you immediately, uh, as, as this is happening, you hear from behind you all this deep kind of voice. You hear these, this stomach. You hear this big sack get set down. Now, uh... You boys wouldn't be trying to steal from the governess, now would ya? <laughs> that would be uh, very unfortunate for you all. And you see, as you turn around behind, you see this very uh, tall, imposing man with a bit of a hunch, this big, thick beard, um, kind of real tan, leathery skin, squinted eyes, and wearing this really tattered kind of sailor's cap. Uh, as he steps into the tunnel with you all, uh, the the boys are like, they look around. The, the one that was like, "We need to go." He's like, "We gotta go now." We gotta go. And he like kind of pushes away. He drops his dagger and he turns around and begins to run down the tunnels. Just takes off and trips over and stumbles over a few things. The big kid that's like opening up the the, the crates drops the crowbar and immediately starts running. The one that's got the daggers, they say the end of it. They say the end of it. Sure, <laughs> you in an alley. And he okay. turns around and starts running uh, with the other ones. And uh, Stay the, out of trouble, The guy kids. behind you just kind of... <sighs> Damn boys don't know what's going to hit them. Keep taking from the governess like that. Dangerous business. Well, I appreciate you lot for uh, taking care of that for me. It's really no problem. Just heard them getting up to no good and thought we'd check it out. And what's your name? I'm Casseros. He kind of extends his big surly hand, like grabs you and, and just kind of shakes. Um, name's Jacques. And this here is the governess's, uh, well, this is our storage unit. We bring the rum here and the rum gets spread around the world. <laughs> governess a bit unforgiving. Oh, a little harsh on punishment. The governess is, uh, well, she's a governess. She is, it's more so that I am unforgiving when someone tries to take my stock. It's very fair. Yeah. You've been missing stock for long. <laughs> no, not, not often. <laughs> and usually it's these kids like this that come in and take it. But it's fine now. Yeah. He kind of reaches behind us and reaches in uh, into this sack and pulls out a bottle of Lithian rum. For your trouble. 
across, and he extends it to y'all. It's very gracious of you. Thank you. Thank you. Always take some Alethian mm-hmm. rum. And he kind of pushes past you. Now, if you'll all excuse me, I have a bit of work to do. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yes, it is lovely to meet you. <laughs> Maybe just a bit misguided. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I can just turn that on low if you don't mind. Thank you. Appreciate you. Not a problem. Well, let's see. Maybe to the bookstore now. Yep, I'm good with that. Thanks. <laughs> Are you alright with that, Artemis? Alright. Okay. Let's see if we can find this famous fable. <laughs> So you guys uh, kind of step back up. Um, uh, you, you watch as you, as you leave. Jacques kind of turns around and gives you all a wink and tips his hat. So you guys make your way and exit out of the storage area and kind of back up into the, uh, the streets. Um, you, it doesn't take you too long, um, given that you, you had some guidance as to where this is at to find the famous fable. Um, <laughs> little bookstore, not too terribly big as you enter in. Uh, it's kind of like a narrow, almost townhome style, uh, little little building. As you make your way in, there are like a shotgun house. Yeah, kind of like a shotgun house, if you will. Um, and there's there there is essentially like four rows of books that go that are about thirty feet high. All these bookshelves with ladders kind of extending in between them that extend that go that roll in and out on tracks. Uh, as you enter in, there are quite a few people in here, surprisingly, like five or six for it to be a bookstore and uh, perusing about. Um, and you do see as this uh, half-elven gentleman kind of approaches and uh, introduces himself. He's, uh, he's looks pretty young for a half-elf, uh, kind of shaggy blonde hair, um, wearing this kind of a bit of a dusty uh, 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 robe, if you will. Uh, kind of approaches all you. Uh, yes, uh, welcome to the famous fable. Uh, is there anything I can uh, help you with? A few things, I would think. Um, are you Ian Crossworth? I am indeed, yes. Oh, it's lovely to meet you. Um, we are looking for any any books, really, that you have on the Tablets of Law. Tablets of Law? Tablets of Law. That's a bit some history there. That's a little bit of digging. I do think I've got some. may take me a bit to find them, though. Sure. Got all the time in the world. Thank you. We'll well. just be perusing. Right. So it kind of wanders off as you guys begin to peruse through the books. Is there anything anybody you guys are in particularly looking for? Um, I, I imagine everybody except for Cecilia. I was going to say for Dahlia. I'll <laughs> ask if Cecilia point. wants me to look for anything for her. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe about Dahlia. I don't know. I would like to know more about the god that I keep seeing and apparently... Um, girl that wants me to worship her, so <laughs> it'd be nice to know more information. I'll look for you. And then you. I'm you know, also make sure she look. doesn't want ritual sacrifices every uh, Exactly! Yeah. And if I mean, so, are goblins acceptable? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she has a small following, yeah. and I don't know why, but we'll see. Okay. And then I would be looking for like any like musical books, as well as any cat owl Books. Oh. <laughs> cowl books. Make um, an investigation check for me. Oh, dang it. I'm looking for anything with that symbol or and or about it. With the seal that the has like the eight symbols oh, around it. I got well, okay. Especially now that I know it's Nick's That's tough. script. Oh, yes, it's uh-huh. okay. So, Go ahead and make an investigation check. I got a five. Oh, God. I'm going to I didn't want to read anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you... So, kind of looking about, um, you you do find a lot of, you find quite a few books, like there's an entire section on music and instruments. A lot of it is just about different musical styles, there's some written sonnets, some things in there. Uh, most of them you kind of begin reading through, you're like, it's a really rudimentary, and you immediately put it back. Um, no information on cows. You look through as many mm-hmm. uh, mystical animal books as you can find. You, you really just kind of flip through quickly, try and get to the seas 
and just start looking through. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you don't you don't find Cal anywhere. Uh, however, you do find uh, there are some. Uh, with this being in you know Nylea being part of the pantheon of uh, this particular country, you you're able to find a little bit of information. You do find a book on her. Um, as you kind of read about it, you learn a few things. Um, you learn that uh, she she is the goddess of the hunt. Uh, that's that's a given. She's the goddess of the hunt and natural order. Uh, so she you you find that she loves. Uh, she does not like structure. She does not like uh, civilization. She prefers things to be left in their natural state. Um, you also find a lot of information about. Um, People in the past who tried to win her favor by hunting animals, and she ended up cursing them to become animals themselves. Um, she, she <laughs> apparently, you, you find information that apparently she does not believe that animals should be sacrificed or hunted for sport, only if you need to, and only for sustenance. So despite being the goddess of the hunt, she's the goddess of the natural hunt, if you will. Uh, she does not believe that animals should be sacrificed for any purpose whatsoever. Uh, you do find an interesting little excerpt as well. There is a mention of someone known as the first that catches your attention. Um, face. Because <laughs> you begin to kind of sift through this book. Mm -hmm. uh, you find that um, apparently there were uh, give me a moment let me find this. There were apparently three young men who were, uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. Try to find the, where's it at? Ah, there it is. There was a pair of accomplished hunters, both fervent followers of Nylea. They had a bet with one another to prove who was better with a bow. And after uh, countless tests, they found them equally matched. The hunter's rivalry drew the attention of the first. Mm. A, the first is written to be a trickster god, a deceiver. And apparently, uh, he tricked these two hunters into a blindfolded marksmanship contest. And while they were blindfolded, he turned them against one another. Instead of to, and away from the target towards one another, and when they drew their bows, Nylea intervened and stopped them. She fired a bow, an, an arrow into the first, and stuck him into a tree of the Nessian wood, where he was stuck for centuries for messing with her followers and attempting to have them murder one another. Flipping through, does it say if he's still like? Stuck? It doesn't say. It's just some. It's just myth. It's just a lore. Um, but it's just a story. Mm -hmm. um, share that, Cecilia. <laughs> and I think I told you wrong last time. I don't remember what forest I told you it was, but it was in Crete. It's the Nessian Wood. Is her forest? Okay. Is that familiar to me? It is not. Okay. Well, actually, I take it back. Um, your father would have told you stories about the Nessian Wood. Uh, how it's full of boundless creatures, animals, nature, and it is the true wild of the gods. So wherever this tale was, it wasn't near where I grew up and mm -mm. everything. Okay. No. That's good to know. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, that's, that's the information you kind of gather from that. Now, the information on Cal's, not a lot of music stuff, but uh, that's you do manage to glean a little bit off Nylea's information. 3020 uh, from... 30-20. And you were looking for anything to do with that. You search everything. You don't find that seal anywhere. I mean, you go through book after book after book. You're very, you're pretty adept speed reader, um, but you don't find any of those runes, any of those glyphs. Do I find anything else that might have been of interest as I'm searching through? Uh, nothing that really, nothing nothing for what, you, what you're looking for. Okay. Uh, after you guys kind of finish looking, is there anything you want to look for, Artemis? Did, did people look or did they ask? 
I mean, it's, it's a browsing type mm-hmm. of bookstore. Okay. Yeah. The only thing I act, like I actually asked about specifically were the tablets of lore, yeah. so that he would go find it okay. for us. Then the uh, things I would be looking for would be uh, actually, I think I wanted to first. I'll look. Now I may ask. I okay. wanted to look for anything that has to do with. Uh, Shadow Forged, and also, I guess that's, that's, that's it, I guess. All right, make an investigation check. The only other thing I probably would have been looking for specifically would have been Nick's born okay. information. That you would be able to find. Uh, you do find a little bit on Nick's born. Um, it, it's kind of a, a, a broader definition of what Mika told you. Uh, essentially, Nixborn is a Drishkin myth. Mm-hmm. Um, you do find a bit of lore with a dirty 20 on the fact that Drishkins believed them to be, and, and this catches your attention, Drishkins believe that Nixborn are a curse, that they symbolize the end of times. <clears throat> I guess I'll pull my sleeves down a little bit. <laughs> You've but they were also gifted with uh, more powerful natural abilities than even some of the shamans of Drishkin clans. And they were more in tune with the gods. Some of the clans revered them, thinking they were oracles of the gods, while many feared them, believing that they were an omen. But they're all known by their starry patterns which is a gift from the Nyx itself. What was your investigation check? Uh, 19. 19. Sitting through, uh, you do find a little bit on the Shadow Forge information. Once again, it's, it's mostly the same information you gathered from uh, Miga, but you do find that the first ever Shadow Forge was named Kima, and he enchanted a powerful sword using some kind of conduit, uh, a ma- essentially a magic crystal that was able to amplify magical power. And he enchanted a sword that was given to the King of Field and known as Death Eater. The information that you gather from this book is that Shadow Forges were known as such because they were able to use this crystal and use its power to amplify their enchantments, to create items that were more powerful than any other enchanter could replicate that this, uh, whatever this artifact was they used, uh, this this crystal, it was a, um, I'm trying to think of the word, what's the word, amplifier, come on somebody. Conduit? Conduit, no, not conduit, it's not what I'm looking for, close. Conduit's a good one, but we'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, essentially it can be used to uh, amplify Enhance. Enhance. Mm-hmm. Yes, it can be used to enhance magical energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And that is why they were known as Shadow Forges, because there was only one in each generation that could master this artifact and use it in their enchantments. Most of the time, they were used to make weapons. Weapons of great power. Did it mention the king of Fildren, or do we know who that was? It doesn't uh, mention the king at the time. Um, however, there are the names of some of the, the weapons that Shadow Forges over the years made. Uh, Death Eater was the first. Uh, Misandra's Shield was one. Stormfang. And Maelstrom. Each of this, these were gifted to various kings throughout the years until the crystal itself was broken by one Gildarth in the Shadow Forge when he attempted to make something that he could not control. And he broke it. <laughs> he broke. Bringing about the end of the era of the Shadow Forges. 
though. About this time, as you guys are finishing up this information, uh, Ian comes back. He's got, uh, he kind of um, wanders in and, um, I do have a little bit of information. It's not very much. What exactly, what specifically were you curious about? Because he has about three books in his hands. Just like, you know, the location of the pieces and stuff like that. Just more about the tablets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more information on them specifically. <laughs> well, uh, no locations here, I'm afraid. Um, but uh, How much it... is each book? Uh, these probably run you four gold pieces each. I could part for, the, for that. How much books do you have on them? Three in total. I'll take the lot. <laughs> oh, oh, very well. Uh, yes, let me. Shall I wrap these for you and put them in a sure in a bag? Yes. Just a moment, yes. Let's she kind of wonders. Uh, I have another question for you. Um, yeah, sure. And he begins to like pulls out <laughs> this long piece of parchment, begins to wrap them up very carefully. <laughs> By any chance, do you have like any magical items? Um, or our friend, she's blind, and I didn't know if you had any item that could read something for her. Uh, that is a wonderful question. You know, I believe I heard of... Uh, I'm afraid I don't. I, I believe I heard of... Uh, there was an inventor somewhere across the seas who was, who was coming up with a, with a way to read pages by touching them. It's kind of fascinating, oh, really. Interesting. Um, you think with all the magic and how much it's developed over the years, we'd have something by, for that by now. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's probably something out there, but I'm afraid I don't have it. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. There are some enchanters in town, though. Perhaps you could uh, you could go visit one of them. I, I, it's quite possible they might be able to help you. Um, what was, what so, was that? Thank you for <laughs> that. <laughs> well, thank you for that information. Yes, we'll definitely uh, look into that. I, I would go uh, go to uh, wishful tinkering. Um, the, the known inventor there, he makes all kinds of strange things, and maybe he's come up with something. On the north end of town, if you will. Okay. Thank you. I'll definitely check that out. Uh, of course. Mm -hmm. Let me get the gold. And he kind of like, yeah, so 12 gold pieces, mm -hmm. and he kind of, you take, he takes the money, and he gives you three well-wrapped books on the oh, tablets and more. Beautifully wrapped. <laughs> Anyways, thank you all for your patronage to the famous fable. Hope I see you again soon. Kind of nods and oh, you guys make your way out. Yeah. Did we want to buy the book on Nylea? Or did we read all? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You didn't read all of it, that's just what you gathered. Like that's what yeah. you could get with a with a with that mm -hmm. little bit of time. There was quite a bit more information. Okay. Was it be. about her or was it um, It's about all the gods of mm -hmm. Delamar, but she's got a very big section in it. Essentially, you you glean there's a lot of there was a lot of information written by her followers that that dictate how to gain her favor. Yeah, I might. I wasn't thinking about it because I thought it was just going to be tales, but how much would it be? Uh, that one I could probably part for. Uh, it's a lot of information on the gods. It's very old religious pieces. Not a lot of copies. I, Probably ten gold pieces for that one. I'll do it. So ten gold pieces, and he hands you. It's a very thick book. There's a lot of information on, on all the gods of Elamar in it, and so hopefully he, we can. Do, would you like that wrapped as well? It's very cheap. Makes looks take care. Sure. Of Why not? <laughs> he takes it immediately, begins to wrap it up, and kind of like ties it with some twine, and hands it over to you. So, How freaking so, cute! Ten gold pieces. Uh, Ian. Yes. Uh, there's someone I was looking for a book for, and I believe that uh, he's a patron of yours, maybe possibly a friend. Uh-huh. Megan? Oh. Some of our... That old lion's still around. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he, uh, he expressed interest in, uh, you know, some historical books, possibly some scribes may have written from another, you know, continent. Didn't know if you had anything that uh, would interest him. Hmm. I'm just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he watches. He begins to climb. He climbs about halfway up one of those ladders and kicks off the side. It goes rolling down one of the aisles of books, and then he immediately like stops it uh, abruptly. Um, he pulls out about three or four books and brings them down to you. Uh, these here, actually, I, I acquired not too long ago. They're, they tell the history of the Iatrian, uh, essentially the, the the Iatrian Republic and the formation of it, uh, as it's happened in most recent years. Um, probably would greatly interest him. 
the fall of the Wendelians and several of the other countries of that continent. I'm sure this is probably right up his alley. I know he likes history. Uh, yes, that would be good. And, and as I was looking around, I didn't uh, notice anything, and, and possibly uh, you might be able to tell me if you have anything that would be on the, uh, the timeless death. Ah, uh, you guys are, uh, yeah. No, Frey, that's new. Um, never heard of such. I know it's apparently plaguing the northern parts. Um, the apothecaries seem baffled by it. I actually think that I heard there was a pretty big reward offered by us, by family of their 2,000 gold or something like that. Uh, for someone who can find a cure for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, pretty sure I read about that this morning, actually. It's kind of new. It seems urgent as well. Uh... I'm afraid not. Uh, that's like I said. That's kind of a, a, a newer thing. No one, no one around here knows of it. It's a shame, though. It's it's claimed quite a few young lives. It, it, it seems seems very awful. Since uh, just trying to get to yeah. Me. Sorry, I, I don't have anything on that. Um, I'm I'm sure that Mega would enjoy these. So what, yeah. what what do I owe you for them? Um, uh, these will run you uh, three gold pieces each, so twelve gold for the, for the lot. Oh, it's four books, not three. Okay. Yeah. Four books and twelve gold. All right. Uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, I mean, he doesn't even ask. He just starts <laughs> wrapping them up in that parchment, <laughs> ties them with some twine, puts a little wax seal on them, and hands them over to you. Cute. Oh, wax seal. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. All right. Are we done here? I've got one more place I want to go. Where's that? I want to see if I can find some new clothes. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey. Okay. Uh, if it if it is uh, clothes you're looking for, yes. Um, th- there is a little place. Uh, it's, it's called um, just a moment here. It's called the uh, Wondrous Wall, right down the way. Wondrous Wall. <laughs> yes. Uh, most of their stuff is is made of wool and cotton and things of like that. But um, you can go check them out right down the way. They make some very nice clothing. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I could use a new outfit for performance tonight, hopefully. (laughs) I kind of need people to stop recognizing me from the Academy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) I will say, uh, unless you guys want to roleplay, it's pretty easy that you guys can go in and do... It's not hard to find, as he points it out to you. Okay. Very nice clothing. I mean, this is, and there's clothing from all over, you notice. This it comes from, um, and most of the, it doesn't seem like it's made here. Mm-hmm. Seems like it's imported. You see some Eladoran garb, you see uh, Galveston garb, you see Fritz garb. Um, and the further away that it comes from, the more expensive mm-hmm. it is. Makes sense. Um, but there is some very, there are a lot of fine clothes here. Mm-hmm. Um, you would be able to find, uh, is there anything in particular you're looking for? Um, I would like some new, since the entire outfit is designated for the Academy, Yep. I want to find entire new wardrobe. Um, I'd like some, like, leather boots, um, and then some simple pants, maybe some beige, like light beige, um, black shirt, still completely covered from yep. head to toe. Um, okay. So... That wouldn't be too difficult. Um, that would probably run you about six gold pieces to find a set like that. What about you? Some, you know. <laughs> you look at leather, it's like, what's the thing called? A jacket? Like, yeah. Like, like still like a... vest. Yeah. Like a vest. Like a vest. Yes, that's the word. Um, and like, yeah, still like piratey garb, you know, but mm-hmm. like a little more classy, okay. and yeah, maybe a little nicer. Some mm-hmm. gold or something mm-hmm. on it. That's a little filigree. <laughs> yeah. Even uh, that Fabio Puff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the store clerk would probably be able to find you, find find this for you pretty pretty easily. You kind of... Hmm. Yeah, has to be I unique. I know exactly the thing that you're looking for, sir. Just one moment, I'll be right back. Uh, and he does wander off. He kind of goes over to the, the Galveston section, spends a little time looking around, and kind of starts putting some things together, comes back. Um, and you do, he does deliver this, it's like a long white, beautiful stark white under tunic 
with this uh, leather vest that has uh, essentially stamped into it with like liquid gold. Mm-hmm. Oh. There is this gold filigree um, that uh, essentially shows all. So expensive. <laughs> 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 um, but it is this gold filigree kind of ex- stamped into it that just swirls around in this in- unique pattern all the way down to the, to the golden buttons um, uh, with very long, like, uh, nice brown slacks and uh, high boots. and A uh, little expensive, I'm afraid, uh, as it was imported all the way from Galveston, but it's very showy and I can see you are a showman yourself. Uh, this one's going to run you about 30 gold pieces. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Very well, it's yours. Thank you. <laughs> and do you do any custom pieces for my cowl here? He kind of looks up. I'm sorry, I don't think I have a thing. What is that again? I'm so, I've never seen it. It's a cowl. I it's a cat see. Owl. Um, <laughs> it's Mavis. She's adorable. Uh, I'm afraid I don't sell pets. Okay. Here. And I don't exactly make it myself. All of these are imported in, you see. Okay, yes. Uh, sorry. No problem. Can I also look for um, if they have any like evening wear clothes and then jewelry? Uh, no jewelry here. Um, but there, there, there are some evening gowns and things of that nature that are a little pricey. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, probably running like 10 gold. So. Yeah, I'll find one of those. All right. So just a really fancy silk evening gown with a... We're doing a lot of shopping today. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shopping episode! <laughs> <Not to be laughs> we got the right. shopping episode. I'm not to be That's essentially what I was going for with the... Uh, yeah, that would be easy oh. enough. Yeah, easy enough. Ooh, nice. Oh, What a fit. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty easy enough to find. Wow, character development? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So is there anything else that you guys would like to do at this point? It's probably like mid-afternoon. I would like to go to an instrument shop. Huh? Mm. i also like to go to the Wishful Take Yeah, places. and there. Yeah. Professor right. did bring that up idea. And so asking around a little bit uh, as you as you kind of talk about this, uh, the shop. Well, if you're looking for more instruments, I do happen to know of a place. If you go, uh, it's actually near Wishful Tinkering, mm, as perfect. I tried to mention. It's not entirely far away. Okay. It's uh, roughly, it's kind of towards the, the northern district in the, the uh, well, the more noble area of town, if you will. So, oh. very nice, clean streets. Uh, quite like spending time up there. Anyways, and he kind of points you in a general direction and tells you. Uh, it's called the Silver Strings. You can't miss it. Okay. Run by one Talis Lenorda. Do you need to buy it? I don't want to copy it. Yeah. That would be so nice. I'm buy some new, some new, new, though. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Talis so. what? Talis Lenorda. Mm. Lenorda. Yeah. So. Talis Lenorda. It's gonna be pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah. Instruments are expensive, period. Yeah. If you really think about it. Was it true? When we were in the uh, clothing shop, was there a way to tell? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? When we were in the clothing shop, and just sort of like ways to tell that your stuff's gonna be out of the price range. Instead of basically, I'm looking for something that's, uh, I guess, more scholarly, you know, something. Okay, something more like robes. Ooh. Well, maybe not too hard to find, like, uh, like you're talking about, like, a diplomat's robes or scholar's robes. Yeah, something that's not a, uh, you know, traveling. You wouldn't be able to find one that's, uh, you wouldn't be able to find one that's affiliated with any kind no, of no, just organization, but you wouldn't be able to find some typical, just kind of nice robes for, like, merchant's robes. Those are going to run about 15 gold pieces for, for a nice set. Okay, so that if that's the case, then how much does something like, I think I've already got the stinking hat, but I'm looking for something that's similar to that. Get up. Twenty gold. Uh, I'm gonna spend a lot of money. Yeah, twenty gold because you're talking about the cloak, the hat, the white. Yeah, because all my stuff got sort of trashed yeah. a while back. So mm-hmm. probably thirty-five gold pieces. You can get both those sets of clothing. <sighs> Easy enough to find. Looks decent. Yeah, yeah looks nice. Everything in here looks very nice. Sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Pleasure doing business with you, sir. He kind of takes your clothes and stuffs them down in the bag and hands them over to you. 
So, with that, you guys begin to make your way towards the silver strings and the, uh, the wishful tinkering. Anything we notice on the way? This like new new area. Make a new? perception check as you look about. As you guys get into the northern side of town, you start seeing some uh, like kind of passing through the the main road uh, as you're traveling up. Traffic gets lighter as you get. It kind of travels uphill a little bit. Mm-hmm. Buildings get bigger, and then you start realizing <laughs> these are all residencies. Oh, people live here. Wow. And and they get bigger and bigger the further you go in. I got a sixteen. Okay, sixteen. Um, so as you guys make your way kind of around, you do something does catch your attention as you kind of look about the streets. You do see there are a couple flyers. You see some kids running around putting these flyers up. That are offering a. It is one. Um, let's find his name. There is a uh, Jacoby Havendal who is offering a two thousand gold piece reward to anyone who can discover a cure for the timeless death within three weeks. Mm-hmm. Grab one. Show everyone. What, what does it say? <laughs> <laughs> <And> I tell her. <laughs> uh, do you guys think you could have time to do this before we go to Amamuir? Maybe. My, my fear is that we don't really know anything about it. Yeah. And no one seems to know, well, anything. But yeah. I'm not opposed to it. Mm-hmm. I guess nice we should talk to Mercy about her nice timeline. Too. I will know too, as you kind of read, the, there are some fine print at the bottom of the poster that says, basically, it says, uh, for more information, seek Jacoby, uh, um, sorry, never, uh, Jacoby Havendall at the Havendall residence in uh, the Northern District. Mm-hmm. I guess we could visit this guy, Havendall, for more in- information and see. Yeah, doesn't hurt. That's makes the series said that's quite a nice reward. Yeah, that would be nice. Not opposed to it. Okay. All right. So as you guys make your way over toward like talking about this and kind of picking this information up, we're gonna take a quick break. Quick break. As you guys make your way to Silver Strings, as we continue this conversation, we'll take a quick break, refresh drinks, and we'll be right back. Be right back. Mm -hmm. 